the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. I, I wasn't going to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> But on the way here, I got really ill. <laughs> But I think it was because I ate a cherry pie. Like I got a cherry pie from Bristol Farms, and I ate it, and then the car was going weird, and I was like, "Oh!" And then I turned. We he turned on the radio, Jeremy, and then all the fucking oh, uh, he dropped the f bomb. I didn't know that was in there. My apologies, folks. Well, it is the improv, and uh, they don't have restrictions, so my apologies. Uh, we're <laughs> I know. Uh, Steve, I, my, my, I, I'm short of breath. I've got a fever, and, and, and it's affected my hearing and, and my ability to taste and smell. That, that's the new cor corolla, coronavirus here, and I don't give a damn. And people quit correcting me because I'm calling it corona. What does it matter? <laughs> my corona my corona. my corona you're exactly right uh, look this is what this is what's going on here and i'll get your calls in a second but if i don't get any information we're just going to keep getting calls with none of our information out there this is what's slowing down the two and a half trillion dollar bill in washington dc to help us along now The new Democrat counterproposal will equate to $2.5 trillion, including $1,500 direct payment to citizens. It will include $150 billion in health care funding, $80 billion in loans, $600 bucks per week in unemployment benefits for those affected by the virus, and $215 billion will be allocated for state and local funds. Now, this is, comes to us filtered through Bloomberg. It includes $1.5 Uh, $1,500, rather, in aid per individual and as much as $7,500 for a family of five. This would create a temporary federal pandemic unemployment compensation of $600 a week for any worker affected by the virus. Well, and that's just about anybody that's working for mom and pop. It, it's affecting them all because they're not employed right now. Would expand paid leave and family medical leave. Aims to help current borrowers with student debt. Seeks more than $500 billion in grants, interest-free loans to small businesses. Now, let me tell you something here, folks. The small businesses in this country were not doing spectacular. But now they have this large gap that they have been losing money. Now they're going to take on a loan. I don't give a damn if it's in interest-free or not. How are they going to pay it back? You, can't not, you cannot make up for lost time. 
uh, would provide $200 billion in funding for states, $15 billion to local governments through the Community Development Block Grant Program. You know, the damn thing that hasn't worked since they put it in, put it in, in the first place. Calls to ensure states can carry out this year's election with $4 billion in grant funding, including national requirement for 15 days early voting and absentee vote by mail. Now, here is directly out of the bill. Make and achieve a binding commitment to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions attributable to domestic flights such as air carriers in every calendar year beginning with 2021 on a path consistent with a 25% reduction in the aviation sector's emission from 2005 levels by 2035 and a 50% reduction in the sector's emission uh, from 2005. Here's a summary of the House. Phase three proposals circulated by Democrats. Okay, fifteen hundred dollar rebate per individual, hundred fifty billion dollars health care appropriations plus eighty billion in loans, six hundred a week unemployment benefits, and it keeps getting worse. Corporate board diversity, college debt relief, election auditing, canceling of the debt of the postal service. The hell was that? These people. It's a government run organization. If the post office was on wheels, they'd call it Amtrak. Requiring airlines to offset their emissions. But wait. Pay equity. Funding for community newspapers. Free internet. I got my Obama phone. $100 million for NASA's Environmental Restoration Group. Mandatory picks, uh, paid sick leave uh, for every single business. Uh, hiding the citizenship status of college students from the Census Bureau. This is what's tying this bill up in Congress. Now, Steve, excuse me. Uh, it's a good socialist package. I like it. Bingo. That's, you know, and here we go again. Here's the government ramping up yep. to protect us, and the only damn thing that these politicians, including you, Mr. Trump, sorry, all you're doing is falling for the trap. And by Jiminy, yep. you, you had better in your second term. You had better dump this cancer that's been eating this country uh, to the bone. Get rid of these damn leeches. The people that are making... Major. Oh, my God, Steve. I mean, I've been looking at this for damn near 30 years. This has been the cancer that I saw metastasizing and eating away at this economy. I, You know, I uh, got my hair cut on Saturday. Sunday, actually. And uh, I had asked the girl who cuts my hair. She says, you're my last customer. I'm shutting down for four weeks. Great <laughs> clips. I, wow. I go to one of those cheap places. Wow. And she said, four weeks. I said, so can I ask you, how much of an economic loss are you looking at here? I just wanted to put this together in perspective. And she said around $3,000. And looking at the government's plan at that time was 1200 per adult and 500 for each child. And she says, I'm a single mom with five kids. So it turns out 3000 for the kids. Twelve hundred for her, forty-two hundred dollars for a month, and I wonder how how long can they continue with that? Her getting a check for forty-two hundred dollars a month. Where is all this money coming from? They're John? borrowing it, Steve. What they're doing is the government oh. is putting treasuries out there, mortgage-backed securities again. Oh. I, I mean, here we go again. This is a Redux two point oh of two thousand nine. Money, oh, they're throwing money at something that money is not going to help it. You know, I, 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 am, I am just absolutely baffled. 
the corruption in this country brought to us by way of the stinking gangster banksters. I, I mean, I, I, Steve, I, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm going to watch what's left of this country be destroyed by very caring and nurturing people that they care so much about. If they cared so much about you, and trust me on this one, folks, every damn congressman and senator knows what the Federal Reserve does to this country. But that doesn't stop these slopheads from going to that trough and feeding I, I, oh God Almighty, Steve! I, this, this is the darkest time that I have ever seen. Now, keep in mind, folks, yeah. what we have been reporting all these years—none of that underlying crap has gone away. They just keep lower. That they just keep piling on more stuff, more and more stuff. Yeah. And I'm telling John, you, John, have, have you seen who wants the bailouts? Have you seen the corporations coming forward that want the bailouts? The the casino industry. Can you imagine that? Well, they were in sad shape anyhow. What what yeah. goes on? I mean, in Vegas, I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I heard in Vegas about organized crime and gangsters. I, I heard in Vegas that the same hundred dollar bill. You know, they the, that same hundred dollar bill was passing through all the casinos. You know, there wasn't any whale money out there, and people certainly weren't going to Vegas to piss away money that they couldn't afford to lose. Vegas, damn near, was a ghost town. What do you think it is right now? And should we bail out the crooks? Bail Vegas yeah. out? I don't John, know. I am totally against bail. I'm a totally against bailouts because I think the strong will survive, the weak die, and then the new cut, the new businesses, the corporations that come about from the ashes of those who died, learn to do it a little bit better, learn to save more, learn to put some back for the rainy day and, and the and the uh, crisis that comes. You can't do it. And I am totally against bailing out corporations. Uh, that's This is Steve. part of how it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be life and there's supposed to be death in corporations. And if they can't get it together Steve. and ride out a storm, they don't, they don't need to be in business. Steve, what is going on yeah. here? You keep hearing about, well, real wages haven't increased. I'll tell you what has increased. It's the cost of doing business, the cost of living, buying your essentials, whatever. What's gone on here in this country? And this is a point a lot of people are missing. A lot of people are missing. Taxes keep going up and up and up. What you're getting paid is not matching that. It's the further devaluation of the buying ability of your currency. And this is getting even worse. When the Democrats say, when we tax you at 80 or 90%, they're not joking. They're going to have to do this by necessity. And when, I'm, when, I, when I say that, please, folks, don't get confused. I am not for it. But taxation will have to increase to make up for the devaluation in the currency. So this sleigh ride to hell ain't anywhere close to being over. And the last thing that I want is the federal government to be involved in the economy. They've destroyed enough of it. Now they're going to put the finishing touches on it. And you and I... Here's another angle to look at. I thought about it last night. So the government gets themselves in debt with their socialist programs, all this excessive spending. So what would they want to do? They want to ramp up wars. They want to do more nation building to steal the wealth of other nations to bring back to pay for their socialist benefits. Think about that. They may actually ramp that whole program of uh, 
invading other countries, chasing ISIS here and there. No. Of course, stay and yeah. take the wealth from that nation and bring it back. Yeah. I mean, you can always squeeze the population so much, John. If half your population is working, the other half is not working, you can squeeze that half, but there's a point where you can't squeeze them anymore. You're going to have to find the wealth elsewhere, and I would think they would ramp up their, their wars, their nation building, and steal the wealth from other nations. Let's go back to the phones here, and I want to leave these people hanging. A chance in West Virginia? Go ahead. John, hello. Hello, John. Hello, Steve. Yeah, you hit that nail right on the head. And Keith, if you're still listening, it'd be a cold and snowy day in hell before I'd ever let you two steal even one second of my pet's time. Now, Steve, you mentioned before about Trump. It's not only Trump, but every president kisses Israel's matzo balls. You know that, don't you? True. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. We're in agreement. Yep. And and um, you know, Keith and I were talking. I actually, was it Keith or somebody was talking? I was talking. And they said, "When is um, going after the Fed?" That'd be you, John. You were always saying you wanted you wanted uh, Donald Trump to take down the Fed, get the honest money system. I don't think that'll ever happen, and and I don't think it's going to happen because you'll go down the same path as JFK. And they're oh, just yeah. so damn strong, John. I don't know how to break these they're, people. They're not. But I don't here, think okay. John. I don't think Trump can do it. I and I think you're wrong. And I, I think you're absolutely. You know okay. I, I think you, I, hold you know, hold on here, Chance. A second. He brought up a point, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to explore this a little bit here. Donald Trump probably better than any other billionaire. You wouldn't hear Mike Bloomberg say this when he was in the race. But Donald Trump <laughs> is he is no fan of the Federal Reserve. Donald Trump's background and his upbringing, he knows about the banking system. And I, 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 I will be sorely disappointed, well, more than just disappointed, if he does not take apart this Federal Reserve. It's not going to take much. And yeah, they can huff and puff and try to blow his house down. Yeah, did they leave a, a, a calling card? Yeah, JFK's brain matter splattered over Dealey Plaza. Yeah. He went against the Fed Reserve. But Donald Trump's a little bit craftier than that. And he's made some deep friends within that deep state swamp. There is a lot of people inside the government agencies, and I'm sure the military itself, that are fans of Donald Trump. If he says, look, batten down the hatches, we're replacing, we're going to do a currency reset here. It could be done almost seamlessly over a weekend, and we can be dealing with an interest-free currency in the very near future after he took those actions. JFK did it. He gave us an example of how it can be done. I think Donald Trump has the capability of doing that, and it has to be done. I am not going to fry to death in this. I'm not going down because a bunch of enterprising people that are selling their currencies to us and charging us a tax for using it is going to run us all the way into the ground. I don't think that's right. going to happen because there's too many right. people on the face of this planet that have recognized what these money masters have done. They and should you know, not even be hear, a part of this. You know, guys, we're going to hear enormous amounts of political speculation and predictions before this is all over, so strap yourselves in. Uh, it's getting pretty hairy. And Steve, you know, I don't see a baby boom the way you see it. You know why? Considering the low What's sperm that? count and well, considering the low sperm count and the infertility uh, 
of the American mills nowadays due to the toxins and the food and the air and the water. I see a big boon, believe it or not, in the Viagra and the abortion industry business, if anything, unfortunately. Well, here's what I, here's what I see. Here's what I see, Chance. The undesirables will, will multiply much faster than you and I. Oh, that's just what we need, isn't it? As if we don't have enough wall. As if we don't have the enough good people already, who would God. want a child can't have a child, and the people who would be make terrible parents they'll have plenty. But mark my words, nine months from now we're going to have a baby boom. Oh God, Watch. help us! God help us! I, I hope I hope the snowflakes don't yeah. reproduce. All right, gentlemen, thank you. Now, thank, bye-bye. Thank you, Chance. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, there, there. Let me sound real unconstitutional and dictatorial here. I would like the ability. To preclude parents, they have to pass a test. If they fail, they don't get to have any children. Because God knows they're going to make oh, more like stupidity. Uh, just, it, well. Francis in North Carolina. You know what's going to happen? Well, they're going to have, have a big baby boom, and they're going to bring back the Jerry Springer show. Francis, North Carolina. I am not going there. Hey, fellas. You know, with everything hey. is going on, it's crazy. But you know something? I have to, there's a couple sentiments for you. One, why would anybody in New York State go down to Florida? Seriously. Well, ask Steve. Uh, he went down there. Well, I, I well, like I've where I live, Florida, but so. uh, New Yorkers, most, a lot of New Yorkers, Francis, are snowbirds. They go back and forth. And the snowbirds are still here. Well, They'll true. be here till the out. first week of May, then they go back to New York. Well, there you go. Now, as far as all this corona, I don't care if it's corona, light, corona, uh, 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 yeah. there's so many different versions of beer named after uh, that was named before this fiasco that I can't even keep up with it anymore. But I do know one thing. Uh, back about the 9th or the 16th, uh, the week of March, um, when they had the various newscasts or whatever talking about, oh, well, they're expecting this to uh, finally subside in about a couple of weeks or whatever, or whatever the case might be. Of course, they keep changing the date and all that, uh, when it's supposed to peak or subside or whatever. But when I looked, when I thought, I thought, wait a second. And I went and pulled out the calendar, and I looked down and thought, oh, my gosh. Uh, if you took those dates and looked a few weeks ahead from that, when they're expecting things to subside with this fiasco, uh, it falls awfully close to another date that starts in April, uh, which is infamously known as the 1st of April. Now, with that being said, who is the real fool being April Fool's Day? Now, with all the people going helter-skelter, going and buying up stuff from the store that has no relationship whatsoever to what they're dealing with because of the fear-mongering, or I think uh, John worded it better, the the fear pornography and so forth. Uh, Better choice of words, actually. Um, It started off with toilet paper, and then with the uh, hand sanitizer, Mm. and so forth. Uh, And now you have, uh, in municipal cities, clogged toilets. Because people are not only doing the toilet paper, but also doing paper towels and sanitary wipes. And leaves, and God knows what else they're trying to flush down. Hang on, Francis. I'm up against the break. Hang on one second. Ken in New York, you're next. 
Um, Steve, I wanted to talk to you about uh, some of the things that they're saying that could combat or totally defeat the coronavirus. We'll be back. Must come down. How would you like to earn an extra $10,000 or more a month from the comfort of your home? We show you how to win with a home-based business opportunity. This could be one of the best financial decisions you ever make. Work from home, full-time or part-time. Plus, you'll never have to talk to anyone. Our professional sales team closes all your sales for you, and you keep 70% of all the sales made. You could be earning money while you're sleeping, shopping, working out, wherever you are, day or night. Our system goes to work for you. You can make a great income without any special computer skills or sales training. Plus, you get paid fast. Within just 24 to 48 hours after our professional sales team closes a sale for you, let us help you eliminate your financial concerns. You could be earning enough money to pay off debt, buy a house, a car, or whatever the case may be. We've got you covered. If you'd like to add an extra $10,000 or more a month to your portfolio and you would like to know exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. Go now to www.getstartedwithus.com That's www.getstartedwithus.com Again, that's www.getstartedwithus.com Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. There's nothing to fear but the fear mongers themselves. Thank you, Franklin Delano. Go ahead, Francis, you were saying. <laughs> that was too funny. Um, as far as the hand sanitizers go, um, 
Grand Yanks have one problem that people are not taking in consideration because uh, people are not using their head and common sense. That being said, um, people don't realize that when they're using that, they're drying their skin out. And thus, when your skin dries out, it starts cracking, becoming open. Uh. Now, if people actually thought about using a lotion afterwards that moisturizes the skin and forms a barrier on the outside, they don't have an issue. Oh, I just so, made a very, I almost made a very off-color joke about lotion and another use for it. But while all these people, while all these people are sitting in their houses, hunkering down against the viewer <laughs> out there, hey, you get know. Your, get your head out the gutter. I, I mean, get your head out the gutter. I have to deal uh, with the gutter you know, people every single day. I, I am amazed that I am not a gutter person myself. Uh, never mind. I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Any other time I would, but we're on radio, so never mind. Um, <laughs> but good point. But if people actually started thinking with their head and not allow other people to do the thinking for them to start with, is getting all this stuff propagated on the boob tube, as I call it, uh, people wouldn't have an issue in panicking and going to the store and raiding the shelves of this, that, and whatever have you. It's ridiculous. Now, that being said... I'm almost wondering about the aspect that my other half, George, as you remember, may be having talked to him at one point or another in the past, he's in the hospital at the moment. But right now, he's going through rehabilitation and recuperating uh, for the past month and a half or so. Long story, I'll spare you the details. But uh, it has to do with his being diabetic that was got uh, instigated because he had acute bronchitis. So... Uh, right now he's recuperating and healing and getting himself back in order, as it were. So, But the problem now is with that, uh, they went from a breakdown of, for example, that uh, people could visit uh, uh, patients, you know, whatever they want to during the day, and then it got broke down because of this hoopla about corona. Uh, you can only visit during certain hours. Well, as of today, no visitation right. regardless. Right. And I'm thinking... What? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's really yeah. The aged people, people stuffed in the nursing homes can't even get a visit from a family member, and they're probably sitting exactly. there, and they have scared them out of their minds. No support, but no, no we're here to help. I appreciate it, Francis. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Steve. 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 Where the hell is he? I'm here. here. Oh, you, you were texting me on the phone, and you had me on. You had me on mute. I'm here. Okay, I'm there here. you are. Okay. I'm here. All right. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. You're the whole there. time. What's going on? Okay. Yeah. All right. You had a question for me. You <laughs> yes. had a question for me. <laughs> Mike's losing it. Mike's losing the rest of his hair in there. He's pulling it out. Um, he this... just potted me down, didn't he? No, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, this uh, chloroquine, uh, what do you know about this? Yeah. And, go ahead. Well, it goes back in the 1930s from malaria, and then a decade later they came up with hydrochloroquine. And uh, there's there's some serious side effects. They haven't talked about this. They talk about, oh, it, it may the, the, the wonder drug for coronavirus, but you're looking at uh, all 
problems with problems with this. You're looking at severe hypotension, very low blood pressure, which is low perfusion pressure, and uh, which would affect organs, a lot of your organs, your your, your major organs. Uh, you're also looking at uh, muscle and possible nerve disease, uh, uh, degeneration, damage. It, it's not your 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 great drug for this, and. Uh, I don't know why that even came out there. What my research on is, is showing me that, and I didn't hear any more. I heard it, the story, and then it disappeared pretty fast. So I think somebody jumped the gun on this one, and I don't think it's it's a wise move. Well, here is where it came from. This uh, Gregory Regano, um, co-author and study on chloroquinine. That they're developing a vaccine for the coronavirus. It could take months and not be implemented once it's found for 12 to 18 months, giving you have to look at harmful side effects and so forth. But what if there's already a cheap and widely available medication that's on the market to treat the virus? According to a new study, there is such a drug. It's called chloroquine. And that study found that use of chloroquine and its tablets is showing favorable outcomes in humans infected coronavirus, including faster time to recovery and shorter hospital stays. CDC research shows that chloroquine also has strong potential as a prophylactic preventative measure against coronavirus in the lab and while we wait for a vaccine to be developed. Tonight, joining me now is one of the co-authors of that study, Gregory Regano. Gregory, how big a game changer could chloroquine and its sister drug hydrochloroquine be if say we began using it fairly promptly to treat americans who are highly at risk the elderly and people who are already compromised yeah thank you for having me on so let me just start chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine are generic drugs uh, traditionally um, prescribed in tablet form they've been around since world war ii they're on the World Health Organization's list of the most essential medicines, and they're generally accepted as safe, uh, especially hydroxychloroquine has an even better safety profile than chloroquine. And what we see in both the South Korean and Chinese treatment guidelines, we don't have clinical trials yet from there, they both say use chloroquine as a treatment. And what I'm here to report, and I'm kind of front-running him, and I have to apologize, but we are in a state of emergency, MD PhD from the South reported, um, he's, he's going to publish it in the next few days, that in a 30-patient controlled clinical study, that means there's a, a, a patient arm that is taking hydroxychloroquine and a patient arm that's taking nothing um, as a placebo, and these, pa these patients that are taking nothing are heroes. Within a matter of six days, the patients taking hydroxychloroquine tested negative for coronavirus, yeah. COVID-19. Within that same yeah, well, time, the patients that took the control tested positive. This is a well-controlled study. And what we need to proceed here is a global, well-controlled study to demonstrate its effectiveness so medical doctors are comfortable prescribing this worldwide. And so we can have the supply from the drug companies at only $32.50 per tablet, I'm sure. What do you think of that, Steve? Something here. This is the disease is attacking. But, but do, do, do me a favor. Get off the Virto and go to Skype. Steve, okay. Steve, we're we're going to switch you over. Your your really? your your voter your Virto sucks really? right now. Yeah, it does. 
So we're we're gonna we're gonna reconnect with you on. You can't Skype. hear me at all. It it's choppy. You don't have the bandwidth, and you I'm I'm losing two. Go to Skype. Hold on. Yeah. Go ahead and fire up the Skype, and we'll switch over to that. See if there's any difference. Skype is updating now. <laughs> okay, we'll limp along. Steve, we'll limp along here until the uh, Skype updates itself. He's, he's going to put you on the other Skype. I'll take that back. Folks, we're dancing as fast as we can here. We're do doing. Grab your partner, round and round. Okay. Are we up? You got it? Okay, Steve, you are you up yet? Yeah, it's really maddening trying to understand what you're saying, and we're missing two or three words per sentence, and it's crazy. All right. Tell you what, in the meantime, let me take Ken in New York. Hello, Ken. Go ahead. Well, I need Keith. I'm sorry, I need Ken. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ken. Hi, do you hear me now? Okay. Um, earlier, some uh, Mark Anderson had a uh, caller named, uh, I mean a guest named Brian, and they were discussing one of the things uh, another caller brought up was uh, about quinine. And I was going to ask Steve if the quinine in plain old tonic water would be better than nothing. Or would it, would it cause any problems? Well, that quinine you're talking about, that's actually for malaria, but it's actually what's put in, in the quinine, the water, is actually to prevent cramping. A lot of people use it for preventing cramping, and that's why it's in there, as far as I know. But I just want to mention with uh, this disease here, I'm on phone, I'm waiting for Skype to get going here. I haven't used it in ages. That uh, with the elderly, this is an elderly disease where we're elderly and getting pneumonia, getting this coronavirus and dying from pneumonias. Well, I can tell you right down here, in a medicine cabinet down here in Florida, or pretty much anywhere, anybody in the 80s has a medicine cabinet full. This, did you notice in this advertising, the guy talking to uh, Laura Ingram did not want mention adverse reactions, counter-interactions with other drugs. Right. These people are taking a dozen drugs, and now you want to give them another one. And there's going to be some, uh, it's not going to work. But uh, with the side effects I told you about, they didn't even mention that the low blood pressure, the severe low, low blood pressure, many elderly are already on antihypertensives. So, the, you know, now you've given them another potential antihypertensive. Now you're going to bottom out their drug, their, their, their heart rate. They're going to yeah. bottom out their blood pressure. You're going to stop their ticker. You're talking about killing old people. Yeah. You're talking about killing old people that <laughs> medicate them with. It's not working. They didn't talk about the other side of it. They were all pro. They didn't even go to con to say, well, there are some problems with this. It could have this problem, electrical conduction problems, arrhythmia problems, low blood pressure problems, nerve damage problems, muscle problems. Uh, none of those things were mentioned, and they should have been. It was a very, very bad interview, and they left out an awful lot. They should have not left out. I agree. I agree. Ken, anything else, sir? It's terrible. Yes, um, you were talking about the Baltic Dry, puzzling over the Baltic Dry Index. Would yeah, it make a yeah. difference? You said the stock market was going in one direction, the Baltic Index is going in the other direction. And would it make a difference if, say, for example, China cannot ship 
things to us. Is it possible sure. that they're shipping it back over land elsewhere, maybe back no. to India? No. No. Okay. no, they're not. They're not at all. That's the problem is they even shut down the uh, the port down there in Southern California, Long Beach. It just got shut down because John Clark, who called in earlier, his daughter works there, and she got she got fired. She got let go. Um, San Francisco was down. No, I mean, I mean from China, I mean from the China side. Is it possible that they're not sending it toward us, but they're sending it by land or back the other way? No, from China. No, it's not. No, no. not at okay. all. The, the number is is being tweaked. It's been played with, just like your stock market's been manipulated. Somebody figured it out when the mainstream media got a hold of. Somebody found out about the Baltic dry inks, and it was, a, it was a global economic indicator. Somebody said, we got to now, somebody's tracking this, we got to now tweak this thing to make it look kind of like Wall Street. The thing is, it should oh, be going okay. hand-in-hand in, in the same direction as Wall Street. If Wall Street goes up, the Baltic dry index should be going up because the goods are being made, manufactured, they're being shipped, the orders are being taken for more resources. And what we're seeing here is... And I can't figure out, like I said, this one day... From uh, March 19th to uh, March 20th, in the morning, that's the first thing I do is check the Baltic Dry Index, check the markets, the opening in the, in the middle of the day also. And the Baltic Dry Index doesn't change. It does not change like Wall Street. So when you get your number in the morning and record it, I came back to see well, what, what today would be, and they decided not to give it a number, no, no record of the number. So 323 is no number. And then I went back to this is the last one that was done, which was on the 320, was 325 now, but I recorded it as 330 that uh, 630 that morning. It's now 620 starting off. So somebody decided to go back, tweak and it. change it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know why. I mean, five points either way is really nothing, but somebody decided to tweak this thing. I don't know why. Mm. Okay, Ken. John, yeah. Can I? Yeah. I, I just want to suggest something for a possible future investment, regardless of whatever the reason is. I think there's going to be a fixation with toilet paper for a while. <laughs> well, you I know, haven't I'm been in the stock I, market for eight, 18 years, but yeah. I think uh, if I was going to pick something, it might be there, well, at least and, for a while. And, and Ken, you know, I was thinking about this toilet paper run, and I, I heard the extreme stories out there. Uh, one guy that went into uh, a, a store and literally literally cleaned out the shelves, took all the stuff up to the checkout, and they allowed this guy to buy every last roll of toilet paper. Now, I'm thinking about this. Now, Steve, you're a nurse. You've got to help clean up the messes of people that are incontinent and, you know, they've got problems. But I was thinking about this. Even though that you're going to the bathroom more, um, it's easier to wipe with less toilet paper when you have the runs. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah. at this and I'm going, okay, the, this is how uneducated and how scared people are. <laughs> I mean, going, just going out there and buying up the world's supply of toilet paper. I mean, it, for, it is ridiculous. It ah. is. You know, it's, I've always said there's the optimist and there's the pessimist. The optimist, the glass is half full. The optimist, the, the pessimist, there's two different types of pessimists. I had my, my own definition. The pessimist is the glass is half empty. And the second pessimist is the glass is half empty and it's tainted and uh, infected with coronavirus. And he's stuffing and toilet paper some, in there to, so- to soak up the liquid. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's actually I predicted this was going to happen weeks ago, and I said we better get some just because there's not going to be left. So we we stocked up not because of panic. 
because I knew it wouldn't be there when I wanted some. So, uh, but I guess people are all assuming that they're going to get it. They're going to get it, and with that comes diarrhea, and I'm going to need a lot of toilet paper. So, uh, and I was getting around with the guy at the liquor store because he says they're buying tons of liquor, and we know that if you drink too much alcohol, that can also bring the runs on. I said, so the runs coming from the coronavirus or for excessive alcohol intake? He started laughing about that, but I mean, the run on toilet paper is totally. It's run on toilet paper is totally ridiculous. Totally well, and, ridiculous. And, you know, I, I bypass that one because I buy toilet paper in bulk for the office, mm-hmm. and I take my rolls home. We've got enough paper towels and toilet paper to last us probably until December of this year. So I, I'm, I'm not but panicking. I'm, but you know what? Toilet paper was not first and foremost on my mind because, you know, before they had toilet paper, what did people use? I'm going to give it a crude term, but this is what they used to refer to it as. They called it a butt rag. And this is something, uh, you, 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 you women out there, do you remember the days that we didn't have disposable diapers and we had those bothersome cloth diapers that you had to wash and then hang out? Okay. Gee whiz, there's your original butt rag. I, I, I'm done with all this stuff, man. I mean, it's, Ken, it's ridiculous, man. John, I raised, I raised the motivation. My motivation is completely different from everybody else's. I'm not worried about uh, diarrhea or runs. I was worrying about if it all went away, we'd be returning to the ancient days of Rome where everybody, if you look, saw a good movie, they would eat with one hand and never do anything with the other hand. <laughs> and let's not forget the belching and the, and the barfing. <laughs> all right, Ken. Good night, John. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, yes, in, in Rome, it was such a pleasure eating good food that they would sit for hours and eat. And when you got full, you just stuck your finger down your throat, puked, and then went right back to eating. I guess that I guess that's a form of hoarding, isn't it, Steve? I don't know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. John in Missouri. Hello, John. You were talking. You were talking about a, a real money system. The Federal Reserve is gone. What happens? When the Congress keeps spending like they do, I mean, isn't that as much a problem? Uh, here's the difference. If we had an honest money system, the government couldn't keep borrowing. See, here's the whole thing. It's a lending institution. They're there to lend you all kinds of what they call money with the interest attached. If we had real money, okay, if we had real money, there are, and I don't have the time to go through it right now. I'll pick a day this week, and I, I really want people to understand this. If we had real money in this country right now, you would not have the borrowing that you, that you have. You would have people out there that had money that they would be more of, of an investor in whatever project you had, whether you wanted to buy a mortgage, buy a car. Instead of this interest, you would have stable currency. You would have people willing to loan you that money. Okay, for a percentage, not interest, which is eroding the very dollar. This is why I said earlier that taxes are going to keep rising. When you hear the Democrats talk about, well, when we tax you at 90%, we continue on this path. That's exactly what we're going to be doing. 90% of your, your income is going to go for taxes, and it's all popped inside out, and it's, it's been inverted. It, it, so with a real money system, we have a finite supply of money. You just can't keep printing, is what you're saying, correct? 
What I'm saying is that you would revalue the dollar to cover the ability to buy and sell in this country. And it's not going to take a load. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to McDonald's now and you're paying five bucks for a Big Mac made with what? Three quarters of an ounce of beef? Isn't this Some people a, are. What's that? Some people well, are. Well, some I'm people. I'm, well, I'm not saying you, okay? John, for I, the sake of you. argument here, I'm not targeting anything at you. What I am gotcha. saying is people are still scratching their head and wondering why the cost of everything is going up and why they don't have enough funds to meet their obligations at the end of the month. This is not rocket scientry, but they have never been taught about it. They have never been instructed about it. That's the problem. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your call, John. I, Jeez, I, I'm going to have to do a show on this. I, I mean, a complete show and, and run through this entirely so people get the idea that prior, folks, we had an industrial revolution taking place in this country. Alan, but well, we had banks out there that, well, they were solvent one day and insolvent the next, so we got to do this national plan. And you know what? They called it a banking crisis. So they rolled in, and now you want to talk about public-private partnership, there's a Mac Daddy of one, because we went to a private corporation to buy their little cupie dollars at interest. And it has absolutely wrecked this economy. It's wrecked people's lives. It's wrecked the entire damn thing. No country has ever lasted more than 100 years on the face of this planet. Hear me now. On the face of this planet using funny money, except for us. We've been using it since 1913. Folks, that was seven years ago. But what, we were, what were we in the middle of seven years ago? That's right. We were bailing ourselves out, or more importantly, bailing the bankers and the corporation that do business with the banks. That's why it's still here. That's why it has not yet collapsed. All right. At any rate... Wally in Nebraska. Sorry, Wally. I'm sorry? Nebraska. Moved to New Brunswick. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> i got to call you more often just to keep reminding you, There John. you go. Yeah. Uh, first, first up, I'm glad you got enough toilet paper to get you through the election. <laughs> and speaking of uh, toilet paper and so on, Steve, um, yes. all the talk about the symptoms of uh, coronavirus, I've never seen okay. the runs mentioned. You didn't see what mentioned? Diarrhea. Uh, diarrhea. Uh, I did. I've never but, seen uh, diarrhea. It, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't seem like it was one of those those problems that was uh, really addressed. I, I didn't hear a whole lot of it. I heard I heard some saying that they had some diarrhea, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't one of the the main problems with this with this uh, coronavirus. It was more of a, a pulmonary and deoxygenation and low oxygen concentration of course exactly. you need you yeah. need adequate oxygenation to perfusion for tissues and and for for growth um so no that the i heard a little bit about it but uh, i'm not sure who started that i think i think somebody in mainstream media ran with that one again people who yeah. believe what they hear from mainstream media run with it and they tell they tell 10 other people get your toilet paper get your toilet paper and somewhere somewhere along the way they forgot that Hey, you know what? This disease really is for lungs. It's pulmonary. It's not really a, a GI type thing. It's lungs, not diarrhea. And but it's exactly. too late now. 
the uh, the panic's already out there. The toilet paper is gone, and uh, here we are. Well, at least at least they'll have enough toilet paper to get them through the collapse of the dollar. Um, <laughs> yeah, that dollar will come in another, handy for a wipe later on. Well, hey, be careful what you ask for. Uh, hyperinflation, you just may get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Sears is gone, so there go the catalogs. Um, the other thing is, uh, you're talking about the, um, oh, uh, oh goodness, uh, the, the, the shipping thing there that you're mentioning. Um, Baltic Dry Index. And by Baltic the way, uh, you're showing your age. Sears hasn't produced yeah, a catalog I'm, for a lot of years. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. Very, very quickly. Okay. Yeah. On, on that, there, if you want to see a visual of where the Baltic uh, Dry Index is going, crank up some videos current videos of the port container terminal in Los Angeles. It's empty. Yeah, yeah it is. There's nothing there. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what There's the, you know what the height of the Baltic Dry Index back in 1987, what our number was for the Baltic Dry Index back in 1987? Let me give you a I little, no let me idea. just tell you what it is. The height of the Baltic Dry Index was 11,793. The lowest was in 2016, 290. Today we are six twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> lower. And uh, was it? I, oh, I had another item for you there. Oh yeah, uh, Steve. Thank, thanks for uh, mentioning the uh, the side effects of the chloroquine uh, because I had I had no idea about the low blood pressure. And I'm seventy-four yeah. and I take blood pressure medication, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's something that um, I will yeah. definitely be very careful of. Yeah, uh, and arrhythmia, arrhythmia problems too, arrhythmia. Yeah, yeah. What the what the arrhythmia can? I don't have arrhythmia, but it can go with low blood pressure too. So, Wally, yes, Wally, yeah, I, I wish I wished you would try Extendivite. I, I I'm telling you right now, <laughs> you, you got you got blood pressure problems. Um, you you really need to find an alternative to those those drugs if you can. You, you know, John, I really should because it's made right here in Canada. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wally. Hey, I appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll we'll try not to translocate you again. All right, appreciate. Okay. You. Oh, one very one very quick thing before you go. Uh, All this talk about uh, nine months and uh, baby boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. You you can't do it with six feet of separation. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. That's, you, know uh, you make a good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thank you. John. Thank you, Wally. Okay. Got a good by, sense of humor. By the way, well, uh, you either got to laugh about this or cry, and I'm not into crying. That's for damn sure. Um, geez, I had this thing opened up, Mike, and it just up and disappeared on me. What in the hell? Let me take Jr. Jar- in the in the. Interim here, Jr. in Georgia. Go ahead. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. I appreciate your show last night, Steve. Um, oh, thanks. Appreciate. It. The only thing I take to do is what you said previously in the previous hour in regards to Israel being the, the country or the king that requests that an individual from the United States come. Is their ring. I do not believe that Obama ever did that. You may disagree with me. I, I don't okay, know. Okay, wait a minute. I, I'm having a hard time. you got a real lousy connection. Uh, JR, yeah. can you oh, say I'm that sorry. again? Can you, can you say that again? 
I take exception with Steve's remarks in the previous hour in regards to Israel accepting an individual from the United States. It's their reign to be the president of the United States. Do you understand me? Yeah, I do, I do. But what the point I'm making is all presidential candidates, the series contenders, all go to Israel. And they meet with uh, the Benjamin, the prime minister there, Benjamin, Benjamin not Netanyahu, who is their lifetime prime minister. Uh, and uh, there's, a, there's a meeting, there's a talk, and there's an understanding of what can you do for Israel if you are president of the United States. That's the conversation they have. If I were a fly on the wall, I'd bet, I'd bet all the money I have that that's the conversation you have when you sit down with Netanyahu, is what can you do for Israel if we allow you to become president of the United States? That's what I'm talking about. Not so much kissing the ring. It's about the special preference. It's about what you're going to do for us. Well, and of course, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, who is in there? Who's controlling the money? The Rothschilds and the Rockefellers? Uh, who is in there in the money game? If you take a look at the globalists and the bankers, this has been their dream the whole whole long while. Global governance. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the repertoire here and now, but I no, I, I agree with you. I, I'm going to make this statement, and time will prove me wrong. And you can write it down and tack it on your refrigerator, or frame it and put it on a wall. When Donald Trump gets reelected and he's in office for 2020, I think he might be looking for a new son-in-law. I think Kushner is going to be on the outs, and this preference for Israel and the bankers, the money junkie lovers out there, is going to come to an end. Now, I've made two predictions here in the last several weeks. Let's see if they come true. Let me ask you something, John and Jr. Right now, with the dire situation that we're in now financially and everything going wrong, the wrong direction, what do you think would happen right now if Donald Trump made a phone call over there to Netanyahu and said, you know what, we've been your allies, we've been your friends for a long time, we're in some hard times now. Could you give back that $40 billion so we can use it for our people? What do you think they would say? <laughs> it's going to be well, anything. Probably, first, yeah. the, the probably first response will be we've just sent you six million dollars worth of that new drug they talked about yeah that that was probably the first thing yeah, our good up. friends would not come to our aid to help us no doubt about it yeah all right i mean jr we I, have i know we have short time yes we do thank you jr appreciate your call thanks um, jr keith it. keith sent this over and uh this is from cnn business as to how the sector performances, uh, retail trade, communications. Uh, retail trade is off almost 11%. Communications, yep. almost 17 Saw that, yep. Technology services is off 18%. Consumer non-durables, uh, almost 24%. Electronic technology, off almost 26%. Utilities, same 26 Consumer durables... I guess that's the opposite of non-durables, 27.68%. Health services is off almost, uh, well, it's off 29%. Commercial services off 30%. Transportation, and don't we love that $23 a barrel oil, but you can fill up, but you ain't got no place to go. Transportation off 30%. Finance, hmm, 
off almost 35%. And energy minerals, I don't know what they mean by that, is off 55%. What the hell is an energy mineral? Probably talking about lithium. Okay. Well, batteries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you see many people going out and buying uh, expensive Tesla cars? Not until they can no. reduce the size of those batteries, folks. It's a pipe dream. It's they're, They've got the electric cars out there on the road. They don't have the infrastructure to support it. And have you noticed the price of electricity? Oh, well, we got to go green, so we're going to eliminate all the stuff that's producing that electricity, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It, it's insane. You know, also, what's, what's insane, John, we've been talking about the falling, the failing, the crumbling infrastructure of this country. And what poor timing to have another economic disaster when you never built up your infrastructure. Think about that one. Now you're going to be spending money on people and bailouts, and you're going to let that crumbling infrastructure crumble more. Oh, that's right. We needed, what, $3 trillion plus to fix the infrastructure. Well, gee, where's the money going to come? Will they borrow it from our friends, the bankers? Hmm. Tom in Utah, you got about sixty seconds, my friend. Why do you keep call why let me ask you a question before you continue. Why do you always call in late on the show or I've got to cut you off? Well, I didn't want to necessarily go on the air. I want to get Steve to call me. Can I can I Steve, can you call me? You could have asked you could have asked the board op that, Tom. Yeah, I'll call you. Let me give you a call tomorrow though, Tom, okay? Uh, well as soon as you can. I want yeah, to talk to I'll you about the, the individuals crossing the Pacific never challenged. Okay. Okay. Why did he have to show up on my caller screen to deliver that message? He just could have talked to Mike. Okay. Yeah, All right. Any parting shots here on today's National Intel Report, Steve? It's been crazy. Uh, yeah, it is. It's crazy, and I love it when... Rules don't make any sense whatsoever. The, the 10 rule, I loved it how they said no groups of uh, large groups, stadium groups, and 500, less than 500, and then it got to 200, and then it got to 100, and then it got to 10. You can't be in a group bigger than 10. And uh, it's as if, well, have you figured out, John, that in, in the 10 you can have one that can be infectious, then the other nine get it, and then they disband and go with another 10, 10 people group. And it just continues on and on and on. The whole thing is nonsense. It's ridiculous. And I hope the American people finally wake up. All right. Steve? Yes, sir. It seems like your bandwidth problems. Can you uh, go and threaten your uh, cable company down there? Hey, do you know what? Everybody's going online now, so it's going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Squeezing the availability of us to get the propaganda off the Internet, and they're even squeezing us on that. Steve, thank you very much. I appreciate your contribution today. Thank you, callers, and thank you all for being here today. Remember, support that which informs you, or at least can take the top off of the insanity that's going on in the world. It's convoluted, popped inside out, and designed to do exactly that to you is confuse the hell out of you. We'll see you tomorrow.
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.